the Born to Be Mild podcast. Hey, hello, and welcome to a special midweek edition of Born to Be Mild. Maybe we'll call this Born to Be Middle. I don't know, we'll workshop it. But it's Wednesday, March 22nd of 2020. With soapy hands and plenty of two-ply toilet paper, we have Ronald Cabuno, and I am Peter Crawford. Ron, how do we have so much to talk about and we're just halfway through the week? Because we have plenty of time at home and we have done nothing but maybe watch our TVs in uh, abject fear if uh, we're many of the, a lot of people around the nation overreacting, mm-hmm. um, not doing the smart thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, or if you're just like the rest of us, you're trying to have best practices in place and just keeping an ear out constantly for the best information you can find. Yeah. So, um, I know that, you know, the daily wine with DeWine, as they call it in this state, <laughs> yes. is uh, always appointment television. Um, I, I understand that Kentucky's Governor Bashir has made a name for himself recently as well uh, as being somebody that um, the populace of his state uh, looks to on a daily basis for guidance and support. Mm-hmm. So, He's been um, in the news. You know, I, I think we've all been doing that, and that's been really important, and that's been really uh, comforting for a lot of us in a lot of different areas of the country. Yeah, and, you know, it is a lot about having more time. I mean, if this keeps up, we'll just turn this into a seven-day-a-week show. And we'll be talking all the time, but uh, it, exactly. it is important, uh, you know, during this this uh, period of, I guess you could just call it downtime for people at home. Uh, yeah, try to keep up with news that's accurate. Um, if you want to listen to us, we try to give you accurate news, and uh, I don't know, stay active. Today I worked out and it felt great. Even if you're in your own house, there are ways to work out. Just get outside, move around. You know, you don't have to lay on your couch all day and get fat, although it's tempting. I was able to space out the first two pints of ice cream uh, over, uh, uh, and this is between two of us. This is over the course of, I think, three and a half days. It was really good. Uh, I have the wife right here. Brittany, come on over, say hi. She's actually got bronchitis right now, so we are hunkered down in place like no other and making sure that no uh, further infections or diseases come in contact with us. Yeah, be be Say hi, babe. Hi, babe. (laughs) <laughs> she has a hell of a cough right now does she uh, uh, no fever or anything like that just a cough no 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 fever a real deep cough they even checked her for pneumonia and she's cool with that she doesn't have that um, but but how are you feeling feeling good I have a two doctor system going on Ron and Vivian so <laughs> we're doing good the uh, cough gets deeper I feel like every day so I hope it reaches its deepest depths and then goes away soon. Yeah, you want to get that good Barry White cough going, actually. There you go. For example, there's yeah, a tiny one. Absolutely. We got samples here, folks. We could probably remix that into something later. We probably will. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we've been getting more and more creative with the intros. Who knows what's going to come this week, right? Oh, so um, what is happening? Speaking of the, um, the media, like, I saw a Lincoln commercial the other day and it was about distancing, you know, because you have all of these um, people who are expecting to be in business at the end of this fiasco. You know, some of the more strong companies or whoever's just trying to be forward thinking about it, all being about um, tele this and distance this and delivery and whatever else. And 
Lincoln's like, yo, your home is your sanctuary. We will drop your car off to you. And then they show him shaking hands in the driveway afterwards when they drop the car off. (laughs) That's not social distancing. You idiots. No, you kind of defeated the whole purpose. You might as well just go to the dealership. You know, if you've got really long arms, you can probably shake hands with somebody at about six feet away. Uh, once you touch hands, then you are effectively zero feet that away. That just ends the whole thing right there? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, your, your arm is part of the force field. Like, you, you extend it. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Yeah. It's your personal space. Six feet Absolutely. away from my hand. Yeah, we went for a walk today, actually, and uh, I was surprised at how many people that ran or walked past us and... Uh, I mean, they didn't get right next to us, but they weren't all that concerned about keeping, uh, you know, their distance from us. So, yeah, um, w- the wife and the child went for a nice stroll around the lily pond in the park today. It was very idyllic, and they said they had a great time. I went for a nice sloppy trail run in the mud, and uh, I gotta say, the, obviously, the park was packed and everyone was having a nice time. But oh, it's been beautiful there were definitely outside. groups. There were groups of adolescents that I know were not living in the same household that were definitely commiserating at very close distances. And I wanted, I, I didn't have a, a stick to shake at them, but I really wanted to. <laughs> well, I mean, people are getting, uh, I'm getting a little, I can't tell if it's spring fever or if it's just this quarantine fever. But uh, the, the weather's mm. getting nice and we've talked uh, at, at great length about how much we enjoy this time of year and we're, we're missing it after all that hype and uh today was actually a beautiful day and very we weren't nice. really able to do much it was nice to go for a walk it was mild to say the least yeah it was it was it was worth worth the trip out for the walk even if there was no destination um but it just made me think how much i'm going to miss the next uh, month or so two months maybe who knows how long this is going to be um and that that's that sucks because this is what I wait for. This in football season, obviously, these are the things that I wait for all year round. And uh, now we've got a quarantine kind of kind of pooping on my parade. So, oh, absolutely. And you know, I think this is a time where we can all reflect on what we're all gonna miss out on personally, and then go bigger and understand what the world is missing out on collectively. Right. And uh, you know, we can refocus in and. But, but but still understand and validate that these are things – I don't know if you can hear little Vivian. She really wanted to get in on the conversation, Absolutely but I'm on a roll here. So I'm just going to have her take a back seat for just two seconds. She can come in a little later. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's about to have some mashed squash, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And, yeah. Uh, a little cinnamon on there too probably. But So what I was saying is that like – just like I was saying a couple episodes ago about how the economy has to be able to take a pause and we can look at all the different companies who are looking for bailout money and ask what is the feasibility of each company to have like we're supposed to have six months rent in the bank so to speak. Is it, feas- is it equally feasible for a financial institution and a barbershop yeah. and an airline to have the same amount on reserve and ready to like go? Should they all be held accountable? The, the same sentence there. But you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to look at the scope of like what do they expect accountability on the ground level to be and then what do they expect accountability on the corporate level to be? They really – I mean if you're going to ask that's, that that's people, been the whole yeah, crux. you should be asking that of the corporations too. But there's something about uh, – well, Yeah, absolutely. And that's why the Democrats like standing up in the last couple of days has meant a lot to me. It's It's been good and uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of people – they don't really seem to understand that. They look at it as the Democrats are being obstructionists, which is to say the least laughable 
after so many years of Mitch McConnell blatantly being a partisan obstructionist. But that's not even the point. The point is, is they totally. they were fighting for the people. The the reason they didn't want this five hundred billion dollar slush fund essentially, which is is going to go through anyway. This is eventually going to happen anyway. They got some of their own stuff. It's in there, going but to go through, but it's we're going to go through with ships. the protections. These people don't even the cruise ships don't pay taxes. They all sail under stuff like the, the Bahamas flag because they they don't want to pay American right. taxes. And now we're bailing and that's them out. A, yeah, that's their tax that. havens. You got it. And if Delaware was a country, they would be docked out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it, I don't understand why we're trying to allocate funds toward them, and I don't know how any. I don't care if you're a right-wing conservative and you, you hate all the Dems and whatever. They That's what they were fighting against. And are you going to really make an argument like, yeah, you know, the airlines, I kind of feel sorry for them. Like, I don't. <laughs> they charge me $50 well, for a bag. Well, now you have, you have a fine line when things are vital to the system. You have a uh, group of indispensables who are unfortunately too big to fail with the domino and cascading effects that they would have. And those thi- those pr- you know... Those things were supposed to be taken care of in the interim since 2008, so that wouldn't happen again. But, uh, you know, here we stand, and there are a lot of things that are just that, too big to fail. Are um, you defending the airline? But we're not I talking you're about not defending the cruise ships. There's no there's No, no I'm not defending these. I'm talking about that second tier that he's talking about that's essentially the government picking winners and losers. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, I definitely don't agree with that. No, I have, I have a big problem with that half a trillion dollars. Um, but I do like... I do like a lot of what they've done with uh, holding out for the Dems is good. Now, Pelosi drew up that ridiculous bill afterward that had basically a bunch of riders for straight up just like liberal platforms that had nothing to do with this. They're like, let's throw in some uh, environmental stuff and some uh, energy laws. It's like, yeah, that's good stuff, but that doesn't need to be in this particular bill, I don't think. It's not going to get put no, through. No, same thing. I- yeah, exactly. Let's not sneak through a fifteen dollar minimum wage just <laughs> exactly. because you think it's an opportune what, time what to like to make a statement. Right They're not going to pass that. Are you insane? Do not do that, please. Right. Let's let's save face here and come out, you know, on moral high ground again. Right. I, I cracked up when I read her bill. I'm like, what is what is she thinking? <laughs> well, she, I think it's just it's a statement it, it, more yeah, than anything. It had else. to be them just basically saying, if you're going to be ridiculous, so am I. But you know what? Yet again, yeah, exactly. the Dems buckled. And they let them have that $500. Basically, it's a subsidy. Um, and, you know, they're claiming that they're going to allocate it responsibly, but we'll see how that works that out. That 500 bill? No, I, hey, listen. Um, there was going to have to be an inflection of money of that magnitude. It was just the question of how much oversight was going to be there. So as long as they fought for as much as they could get, I have to have faith that um, you, it, we're, it's going to shake out and we're going to see – did they put enough protections in? Did they fight for appropriate amount of protections? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yet to be seen, but it, from what it seemed, that's what they were doing. And, you know, you got to be all for that in the face of uh, a lot of people needing a lot of money and um, individuals keep lights on and keep families, you know, warm at night. Corporations right. do not. Corporations are made of people and all those people need help. But, you know... Yeah, I, I, I looked at it, it, it. I looked at it from the perspective that I, I think if you're really interested in helping the people, the ones who are suffering the most are people on an individual level and smaller businesses that don't have some kind of a uh, a reserve to, to bail themselves out. I mean, a month off for these people, that's a deal breaker. So, well, we've talked about, or I thought we've talked about in the past. You know that famous stat where 
60 to 70 percent of the populace isn't ready for an unexpected five to six hundred dollar bill. Yeah, I think we, we've you know, we mentioned in there. That, that's insane. A five to six hundred dollar bill is really, I mean, that's just like your alternator broke. For that to cripple somebody and, and throw a wrench into their works to such a great degree is disheartening, mm-hmm. but it also speaks to the amount of decreasing uh, savings, you know, per household. And just not being able to because of the stagnation in wages. Right, it's the erosion of the middle class, is what it is. More people. Are, that is, you're absolutely have right. Less money. So, but you know what, the Dems did. They came out of there with a hundred million dollars for uh, for hospitals, uh, which is, I think, good. Uh, they came out with three hundred and fifty billion dollars for the small businesses. I was just talking about. So you mm-hmm. know that kind of assistance, I am definitely for. So that was great. And they still got the. Uh, the uh, checks for uh, the for the stimulus at twelve hundred dollars. Right. If you make under seventy five k, and if you make between seventy five and one hundred k, you uh, still get uh, some kind of a stimulus check. It's just a smaller amount, and I'm not actually sure what uh-huh. it is right now. <clears throat> that sounds about right. And you know, there's always going to be those qualms with those people who, you know, make above that. And it's so tough when you're dealing with like hard and fast um, caps on things. Yeah. So. I got a feel for anybody who's caught in the middle and just, you know, is getting the raw end of it just because of how their finances play sure. out. And, um, you know, people in big cities, you know, they might be making a lot, but their expenses are a lot. And I don't know how everything shakes out uh, and, and their math equates, you know, compared to somebody in the middle of the country. So it's really, it's really difficult. Good, difficult times, man. It is. So, um, but nonetheless, it sounds like Schumer is uh, okay with this. And uh, Trump is absolutely going to sign it, so this is what we're going to end up with. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm okay with yeah. it if they're okay with it. Uh, you know, I, I still don't like that half a trillion uh, for the corporations, but it is what it is. Okay, so let's rewind the clock a little bit and start out the week because sure. uh, we left everybody on Sunday night, and then Monday was just you know back at the giant news cycle avalanche coming at us. Well, it hasn't stopped. Um, it hasn't stopped in like a month. It's been crazy, and you can only do what you can to feel like you're being educated and staying on top of things while also staying at ease. And then you see people around you who are obviously going about daily life and business and just feeling annoyed by all this. And you're like, how can you not feel it's, so fully invested? It's irritating, for sure. That's your dad. Yeah, exactly. Brittany just said, that's my dad. So, I mean, oh, your dad is just business as usual right now. Uh, yeah, and he's just, oh, he's fucking pissing me off, Pete. Hmm. Um, I actually called his employer oh, uh, because they were one of the... <laughs> You're ta- well, yeah, no, his dad, huh? He's pissed at me now, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> because he's a grown-ass man and he's not taking care of himself. Him and his wife are both smokers, and um, you know, in that demographic, and just still out there on the grind and out there in these streets, like ain't nothing wrong. And luckily, his employer, even though they are one of the car dealerships up in Northeast Ohio that has chosen to stay open are employing like really rigorous tactics because they have, you know, a a boss and an owner who cares about that, but, you know, maybe not to the extent where he should, where I, you know, he would just shut the place down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, a whole nother thing is this Ohio order where you could see that there were certain lobbies that had gotten to the uh, governor and they were able to keep themselves open. For instance, 
they talked about how they were oh, using yeah. Homeland Security standards. The essentials. And yet, and yet, everyone's a fucking essential. Homeland Security now. standards says that service of cars is necessary, not sales. But in Ohio, sales was still optional. So I, um, I don't understand that. John Husted, exactly. So you're putting people shopping in right harm's now? way <laughs> during this very vulnerable time, um, you know, and you're essentially leaving morons like my father with the option on what to do when he is not going to choose what is best for himself. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's pissing me off and I try, you know, there's so much trying to talk sense into him. And then at the same point, it's just like, all right, let's try to be nice. Yeah. You can't leave it up to the people. Um, People, you can't leave it, it up to the who, people in a capitalist society because they're on that grind and they need that effing money. What what movie is it where uh, somebody says a person is smart, but people are stupid? People are dumb. Yeah, I can't remember what movie that's a quote from. Um, you know what? I might, I might look it up. It's probably a real obvious one if you want to Google that. But, yeah. you know, it's just mob mentality, right? It like, is. They have done studies based on how many people you see running in one direction it takes for you to follow. Oh, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's from Men in Black. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Tommy Lee Jones that sounds Men right. in Black. A <laughs> person is smart. People are stupid. That's where I get all my best quotes is Men in Black. I, I thought you were going to say Tommy Lee Jones and I would be okay with it. No, just Men in Black in general. <laughs> That's where I find all my profundity. All right, so back to the news cycle. Um, Cuomo on Monday mm-hmm. says he has masks now, but he might not in a week. Um, yeah, it's believable. And he has been somebody to watch on the TV lately. I don't know if you've been watching him. I have. Well, he's all over the, the news right now because, uh, well, New York is the biggest shit show in the nation suddenly. And yeah, everybody and was worried CNN about California. Is, like, dude, you're on the wrong coast right now. The, the number of infections is so troubling. And, you know, he's been trying to sound the alarm as much as possible. And he's like, yo. What do you got in Federal Reserve in terms of ventilators? You need to give me everything you he got. He needs all of them. We've got around 55,000 cases that we have in, the, not... in the nation right now, and almost half of them are in New York. That's insane. Right. But we saw, like, overnight, they started to test 15,000 people a day. Yeah. And that's when we were coming up with 5,000 cases a day, mm-hmm. you know? So the the fact that they were able to ramp up testing is a positive. It is. Um. But the fact that they're finding so many people and they're finding so many people need ICU and so many, you know, it's a really high death rate right now because of the types of populations that they were getting, not good. And it's all the more reason that you have to have a concerted national effort for this. You have Trump right now on Wednesday talking about, oh, we got to get back to spending money and buying fucking bunny costumes and Cadbury eggs for yeah, Easter. Yeah, it wants to be open by Easter, which is... uh I get it. I know what you want, man. We're we're in for a world of hurt right now because of the way we've handled it so far. He wants to give himself credit for closing down the border to China, but then he doesn't take responsibility for doing so many dumb things in the intervening three weeks thereafter. Well, this isn't new. I mean, he never he's never accountable for anything that's uh, negative. So I, that's just no. But at least now you got like little Fauci. You got Fauci, who is essentially. Uh, some kind of cartoon cobbler that should have a mouse like pop out of his pocket during the press conference. He's just face palming um, constantly when Trump talks. The, and the, so they, this they guy comes up too, and he's all scientific. 
He says, actually, uh, what the, what the president said is not correct at all, but you Every know, time. he is trying. Yeah. Hey, hey, what that guy said, <laughs> don't fucking do that. <laughs> That's basically what he gets up there and does every time. Can we scratch that from the record? Oh, this isn't a stenographer. This is on live TV. All right. That's how they got. We're that's how they got in their little uh, their little quarrel. Because he's talking to the press all the time, and I, I don't know if you saw that quote, but he's like, I can't jump in front of the microphone and push him down. Okay, he said it. Let's try and get it corrected for the next time. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Like, that's so and sad. And there was a minute there where Trump was like, well, he's not going to be allowed to speak to the media unless we give him permission. But then I think they settled their differences, and it was like, thank God, because we need that guy. Right. You're going to let the scientists talk the science? Oh, yeah, this guy that's been doing nice this guy. since Reagan. You know, let's uh, silence him. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Well, luckily they worked it out. Uh, so yesterday we had the Dow surging 2,000 points, the most since fucking forever. Yeah, finally coming back a little bit. You know why it was? It was because of our song. It was. It was. I think everyone was bolstered uh, 25%, 30% in confidence just by that the, song. I know. Alone. They heard it. They're like, you know what? We do need to help the Dow. And everyone went out and yeah. they bought stuff. Oh, yeah. That's true. And we can see it on YouTube. It's available as a separate shareable video and link and we'll put that up in the show notes for this show and a half absolutely uh but it's really catchy and i think that um people's confidence gets bolstered per view so i would definitely put that on repeat (laughs) we've been singing it around the house like wildfire i I actually have been singing it around the house but that's partially because uh, we wrote it so (laughs) (laughs) well the wife's been singing it and she's mad at herself just because of how infectious it is it is infectious speaking of infectious Prince Charles has the COVID nineteen. That's not that's not a good look for him. He's a little old. Uh, yeah, he's seventy one. He's he, he's the actual definition of long in the yeah, tooth. Yeah, he's he's been that <laughs> definition literally for a long time. But now I don't know because this, this of his long dude, teeth. He's been waiting for his mom to die his whole life <laughs> so he can be king, and she's in her nineties now. And this dude's like, if this fucking kills me, <laughs> I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Well, you know, you, that's what you get for living in your mom's basement the whole life. <laughs> you didn't go out and make something of yourself on your own. You were just waiting for that inheritance, and this is what you get. She outlived you. <laughs> well, if there's a there's a basement that you're going to live in, I, you know what I didn't know? I didn't know her husband was still alive. It, you know, it's going to really, it's just going to rock everyone's foundation when we lose him. <laughs> the world will weep. It'll be Princess Diana uh-huh. all over uh-huh. again. No, but seriously, like, there's going to be some famous-ass people having this shit and not being good, and it's it's just not going to be a good look. Yeah, but and you know people what? People are going to really start to understand, like, it's more than an ice bucket challenge right now. you got to get your shit together. Well, I think that the more famous people that get it, it's going to be a little bit like HIV. Like, it was like, oh, it's killing everybody. Then Magic Johnson gets it, and they're like, well, we'll come up with a cure. And, like, so now, you know, I mean, HIV obviously still not something you want, but it's not what it used to be. And maybe somebody like Prince Charles comes along, and uh, this uh, yeah, HIV is essentially like a speeding. This new uh, chloroquine phosphate that uh, Trump is uh, talking about this becomes the new cure. Well, and don't forget about the phosphate part of it because apparently it is like twelve times more deadly in the original form, or fifty times more deadly. You know? Yeah, for um, those who don't it's know, a very bad, bad thing. This is, this is a chemical that uh, they've some countries uh, overseas. I think South Korea. 
have uh, tried uh, doses of this to try to treat stuff, and Trump took this and ran with it. And this was one of those moments where uh, Fauci kind of jumped in, like, hold on, don't do that. I need, We'd have to test this. Because it's actually used oh, to treat so fish. Oh, so out ahead of the science. It's, it's used to treat fish for uh, a sickness. So it's already available. Uh, it, is used to, it is used to clean aquatic tanks. Oh, I thought it was used to treat something, too. And so That's that is why it is actually commercially available in many locations. Yeah, it absolutely and is. Well, they somebody were, in like Utah or something kill himself trying to uh, <laughs> administer this stuff to himself and his wife, yes. and he he passed away. And she's in critical condition, and he right? Said, and she's in critical condition, and he she espoused to the news that you know uh, President Trump was telling everybody this was what to use. And so these people did this to themselves on the president's, uh, you know, order. This is crazy. Yeah. So for you, those of you out there who are listening to Trump, stick around for the Fauci portion of the speech because you're going to want to hear that part too. Honest to God. Um, <laughs> this guy buys stuff that, intended for fish and just consumes it. Well, it is like the same thing. It's just like, you know, kind of a molecule off or something. I'm sure, yeah, uh, but that molecule is going to make all the difference. You know, what's the difference between water and hydrogen peroxide? It's a molecule, but you're not going to drink. Absolutely. The and, yeah, and some compounds are more different with one molecule missing than another, you know? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, I can't believe but, that. Um, and they were, yeah, I was saying they, they were actually price gouging this, uh, this fish stuff because Trump said that. Okay, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense because... They were they put a moratorium on um, how much you're allowed to have in the state of Ohio um, because the people with the rheumatoid arthritis and whatnot who need it on a normal basis mm-hmm. were like hoarding it and uh, they said no you're only allowed to get a 14 day supply at a time right now because they are going to try to divert a lot of it to this effort. Really? So. I, I hadn't heard yeah. about that, actually. Interesting. Yeah, so, uh, well, my mom has uh, what's called scleroderma. Uh, it's kind of like lupus, and it's an autoimmune disease of the same variety. And, uh, you know, I just keep up with that kind of stuff. Um, so that was really interesting. Hmm. So um, what else has happened? We got uh, Olympics not going to be uh, on time this year. No one expected they would be. No, totally cool. Uh, you're just going to... I don't know. Take a time out and let's have reruns of all the uh, the old good yeah, ones. Absolutely. Let's watch Dan that's a, versus that's Dave. That's a great idea. And I I don't see why we don't have more content available to us right now. Like it is absolutely bereft on places like ESPN. Like what do you, like they put on the Ocho the other day, and I appreciate that you want to let me watch lawn darts from New Zealand, but I know that you have so much good shit in your vault that you could be like bestowing upon us right now in these times, oh, yeah. and you're not doing it. I think that is just – that's criminal. Well, it's tough sometimes because like with the NFL, like NFL films somehow ends up with the rights to like everything. So there's certain Absolutely. things. I think they have more access to college sports than anything else. But you know what? Just give me that. Just give me the college sports. You know, I'll watch old I know Ohio they State have games. access to something. Yeah. I know Turner has access to a bunch of NBA. Like, For sure. Just do it. Yeah, our buddy uh, Derek Barr actually told me that um, he was watching the uh, 2016 uh, – NBA uh, Finals with the Cavs and the Warriors. So that, that's yeah. something I would have watched. That's great programming, absolutely. Stuff I mean, like if you're that. Gonna have Get that on there. Cause instant, it, just have instant classics on repeat. That's all you need to do. 
I mean, we, we want new sports. Don't get me wrong. But since we can't have them, you know, how long do you think they're going to uh, postpone the Olympics? Well, I, w- I was just going to touch on uh, sports in general because I was listening to the Bomani show today and right. I'm so happy he's still making a podcast because I hadn't checked in. It's been so hectic around here for like a week and a half and he's still rolling. So that was great. But he commented today on how he could care less that uh, you're not having an NCAA tournament right now. And I'm all aboard with that. I'm like so out on college basketball these last few years after the one and dones. And I don't know any of the players and there is no Zion Williamson this no, year. And there isn't I, that guy. I just don't care. Right. And he's like, I can't believe I don't care this much. And I'm like, exactly. It's it's such a diluted product that nobody actually cares that it's gone. Yeah, I was, you know, everybody kind of looks forward to the, the first week of uh, March Madness, that first weekend. And, and that has nothing to do with the teams or the players. It's almost just the gambling aspect of it. You like to get to the bars and you like to have your bracket in front of you. It's more of a tradition than anything else. But as far as the sport itself goes this year, holy crap. What a bland, saltless cracker that is. It is just not interesting. Yeah. Nothing I want to digest. What you have when you have parody to that extent is um, no expectations. So what made the first weekend so great is that the ones were expected to win and even you know the tens weren't expected to upset so year by year as the ones start to get weaker and weaker and there's only fewer and fewer teams that are guaranteed w at the top Mm -hmm. you were less impressed by the upsets and so that took away the shine a little bit more and more every time a 10 beating a seven has really become not a big deal at all and you would, no, I think what is it? Isn't it like the uh, the twelve or something? Like every year, every year there was a guaranteed twelve. Yeah, yeah. So, but that that never used to happen. But it happened in the last ten years. Yeah, usually, usually you that twelve ends up like making a run to the elite eight. <laughs> so you're like, what? But nobody's even impressed anymore. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's a Wichita State right now. Nobody's uh, uh, Shaka Smart VCU. Um, or you well, know. Xavier is one, but a lot of the schools that used to be considered underdogs, like Davidson. Gonzaga, they, I mean, in the nineties, Gonzaga wasn't, they just started making noise in the tournament. And it was cool. Now they're just another team that's expected to win some games. It's like, no one cares. Well, they finally started to achieve a little bit because they were serial underachievers. Right. Um, like Boise state for a while, you know, until they beat Oklahoma, they were just another mid-major that would show up and be, have a place held for them in the postseason. Yeah, because you can uh, only be an underachiever for so long before it's just status quo. And it's like, yeah, Boise State's well, supposed to be and you good. can only get away with underachieving for so long. But what's not underachieving if you do it every year? Well, it is because you keep getting those good rankings you know, throughout the year, and then you fall flat on your face when you meet real competition in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, true. Except for Boise State. So that's kind of how Gonzaga was looking for a very long time. And then they finally started to make waves. And now they are at the top. and Or they were. I don't know. But, but yeah, they're beyond that now. Yeah. And I I just, um, to reiterate what you said, I haven't had interest in college basketball. And a lot of it could have something to do with Ohio State not necessarily competing. But I just think the last Mm. five, six years of uh, the NCAA has been very blah. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to have to do something about it, and I think something has to do with 
you know, the rules that they have going back and forth, you know, between the colleges and the pros. And after this is all over and who the hell knows what happens? You know, what's the state of the NCAA? What's the state of college athletics after this? What is the state of anything? They need, some, they so need a shot of new rules. They need something. There could be new rules on board for pro, college, and anything above and beyond, in between, you name it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even you're just starting to look at some of the programs, and it feels like there's another program in trouble every year. It's like, oh, God. And it's always a big program, like Louisville or Kansas. Like, these teams are – and it, it's I'm just so numb to it that I don't even care. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I Kansas think Bill trouble, Self whatever. gets um, – Bill Self is – what do they call it? suspected of some kind of wrongdoing every, every year. year and so is uh sean miller at arizona every year they still coach full seasons at these schools oh, yeah so uh people just don't take the the rules or the governing body seriously anymore and once that changes i think you know you'll have a, a facelift for the, the league or the association whatever they're yeah called. the association whatever we could talk about college basketball when they come back right now I'm just getting irritated hearing about how boring they are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Do we have anything else to wrap this show up? What are we missing? Uh, probably not a whole lot. I'm just looking forward to all of this being over. You know, I saw, like, I'm, I'm trying to find things to look forward to. And so I'm thinking, like, uh-huh. 4th of July. That's realistic. Things should be moving by then. You know, that, that's there not you go. Reasonable I think managing expectations yeah. is probably a really great exercise for, for people. For sure. That way I could be impressed if it's earlier. So I was thinking about a 4th of July barbecue, and I saw this recipe for rum and Coke popsicles. And I was like, you know what? Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll make rum and Coke popsicles for the 4th of July. So now i got something to look forward to. And you know what? I found a little silver lining the other day. Um, Golf courses allowed to stay open at their discretion in Northeast Ohio. That's great. That's fantastic because, you know, done responsibly, it's a very low, um, it's a very low contact and interaction activity. And the fact that you can still go out there and enjoy the fresh air because God bless, what a weird time to ask people to stay indoors when it's finally breaking for spring. It is just an odd juxtaposition. Yeah, it's my favorite season by far. And I was telling Grace today, I was like, this is just cruel. Like, why couldn't this have happened in like, you know two, three months ago when we didn't care. Like, oh, wait, it kind of did sure. happen then. <laughs> we just didn't give a shit. It did. But now that we are really having to bear the brunt of it and really, you know, strapped down with restrictions and, and how we live our lives, we can also, you know, take some pointers from people that work at home or do anything where they have to, you know, make their own schedule every day and keep themselves accountable and uh, make sure that they're as productive as they can be. So, like, Get the schedule, make the bed, make the coffee, put on actual clothes, whatever you got to do to uh, make the most of your day. Yeah, absolutely. So, Right on. So um, we are going to be back in luckily only a few a few days hence because, I mean, shit is just roiling every day. And um, we're going to be here to talk about it as soon as possible. Yeah, we should have no problem coming up with another 60 minutes in about three days here. So happy hump day to everyone. I hope you're staying home and staying safe. And uh, we will catch you this Sunday with a whole new cast. All right, folks. Take care.